do the thing, Deshaun. What's the thing? You know, the thing. The, the, the thing. Yeah, the thing. I, I, I know exactly yeah. what the thing is. Like what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Improvatory, the podcast that tells stories through improv. Happy, uh, I, I guess, when this comes out, it's going to be Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to all those that are in quarantine with probably only ten people allowed in their house. And if you have more than that, then you're going to have Nazis walking to your door, wondering if you have uh, any people f- over for Thanksgiving that are in your attic. But hey, you'll ask for a glass. It got dark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got you, it, it's the first minute. You gotta wake. You gotta wake the people up. You gotta wake the brain. <laughs> but uh, as promised from last month, our uh, next episode is called "Won't You Be My Neighbor?" See now. I'm gonna be honest. I forgot about that. It's okay. I kind of figured that it has been a month. <laughs> we, we don't do it. At, we don't do this as often as we used to anymore. It's always once a month now, so we're probably going to forget, except me, because I have to deal with this every day. But yes, so uh, we shall begin with the story by this premise. So it is just one one day in time of year, whatever. Uh, the three of us decide to move into a neighborhood. See, now we all uh, got our own little individual houses because uh, we have stable jobs that allow us to do that. And That's crazy. Yeah, that is This crazy. is already highly unrealistic. <laughs> and, and pretty much everything we say is always unrealistic, so... Yeah, but some of them have suspension of disbelief. This one's a little far out there. <laughs> Guy can dream. Maybe we're talking in the future. (laughs) Yeah, all right, all right. All right, so how about this? We'll make it more realistic by saying that we all don't have stable jobs. And we all are sharing one roof in this really nice neighborhood because luckily the three of of us with our rinky-dink jobs are able to afford one house together all right see this i can believe i'm in (laughs) so um yeah so we move into a neighborhood and it's it's a nice neighborhood you know you got people walking their dogs it's uh safe to skateboard and bike outside and all that stuff it's a nice day and it, it just everything seems so perfect yet we're so out of place and uh we meet uh, our next door neighbor is like some some family or whatever. So we meet them, and then we meet the the people across the street. There's this guy named Joe who's uh, always mowing the lawn, and he owns a diner. Yes, he owns a diner. It's not a nice spot. Joe's diner is haunted. That's a story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> so we we got Joe who's always. Uh, mowing the lawn and everything outside and yeah it's a really nice uh, place so we then we decide like hey it's really nice let's check out the neighborhood and we start 
uh, meeting all the people and everyone is so friendly. So oh, one day, um, a few days after we've moved in and we're getting our stuff situated, we've been unpacking for so long, we're all like, you know what? Why don't we enjoy ourselves and go for a stroll around the neighborhood because we had all heard it from our local neighbors about how nice the local park was. So we hadn't seen that at all. Um, so we decided to go on a little exploration adventure and see what this park uh, in the middle of the neighborhood was all about. Um, so we all gear up, put on our shoes, you know, our little vans and adidas, and we walk out uh, in search of this park. So while walking towards the park, you know, we keep looking at the houses and like, wow, we, we all acknowledge that like each and every house looks very nice. But then Anthony realizes something each house is kind of like a carbon copy of each other. They're all exactly the same. It's so perfect. So as we're walking down the, the sidewalk heading towards the park, which is in the center of the entire complex neighborhood, uh, once we arrive there, you know, we got, you know, kids playing and dogs, you know, catching frisbees and all this other stuff. It's like one of those typical white neighborhoods that we would see on TV, but that is so perfect that to me and Peter, it's it's uh, it's an awe before our eyes of disbelief or whatever, however you want to say that, because uh, I, I kind of jumbled those words together. But yes, yep. so we're, we're there at the neighborhood, uh, the, the park, and we're looking around and it's like, it's very, really nice. And so we decided to sit down on a bench and just look at everything, just just gaze at the moment. And we see like people nearby that are painting and and drawing and just having picnics. And it's just like 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 this can't this can't be real. This is like where where do we move into? And then as we're like still in awe, a person is right behind us, and he says, "Hi there, neighbor." And then we all turn around and it's some guy, like he's some old guy, white hair, and he has like a red sweater on. He has a grin, but it's like, I guess he's trying to have it be friendly, but he, he it's, it's, it's creepy. So we're all like, oh, hi. And he's like, I take it you guys are new here. So I got a little bit of a weird feeling from this guy, but not wanting to be rude yet. I'm like, yeah, we uh, just moved in a couple blocks down, trying to be a little bit more vague on the exact direction of where we moved. But the stranger presses a little bit further. Oh, which uh, house number are you? Are you 32, 33? So I look over at Peter's seat to try to get an inkling of what we should say. I mean, you know, if we should tell this guy exactly where we live or not. Well, I say to the old man, oh, you know, we live a few blocks over near the park, uh, kind of near the lake. But he presses like, again. Yeah, which house did you move into? Would it wouldn't be thirty-three, would it? I kind of look back at him with concern, like perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, son. He says, "You best know where you live in these parts. After all, we're a very tight-knit community, and I wouldn't want you to go feeling like you don't belong here." Especially if you moved into house 33, you see, I used to know the person that lived there, and they were very good friends of mine. And then we're and then we're like, oh, and we're like, oh, really? And, um, and then 
He's like, yes, of course, because I'm your neighbor next door. I'm number 35, he says. So that is curious to us because he asked if we were 33 or 32, correct? 33. So, well, he asked us about both of the houses, and we had never realized that there was another empty lot right near us. We had met our neighbors across from us and to the left, but we had never met the one to the right in house uh, 35, like he's saying he belonged to, and we had never noticed that one of the other houses was vacant. <laughs> anyway, so after we have this weird conversation with this guy, we decide to pack up from the park because we felt like our time had been a little bit spoiled and we didn't want to hang around anymore and we got a little bit uncomfortable so we all decide <laughs> that we should just pick up some some uh buffalo wild wings and then we should head home for <laughs> for get, the night get some, that's exactly what we do we head out we go directly to pick up food and then we go back home and when we get back home right before we enter we see on the door there was a note in an envelope sealed with the letter a so Deshaun grabs the note, unpeels the seal, and opens it up. And it's uh, an invitation to the neighborhood Thanksgiving, where pretty much everybody in the neighborhood, it's like a, a, a potluck where everyone in the neighborhood meet up at House 35, and they have Thanksgiving together. So I'm like, oh, like, oh, that seems nice. And we're just like, oh, okay. Well, we'll probably respond to it later. Like right now, it's wings and beer for us, and we sit down and <laughs> we enjoy our stuff. And then, not long after, say about a good thirty minutes or so, we hear uh, 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 our doorbell ring. So then Pete goes to open it, and it's our neighbor. And he's like, hi there, neighbor. And he's uh, wondering about, he's asking us if we had moved in okay. And he asked about the, he wondered if we got the, our invitation and everything. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we got the invitation every, uh, and such. And he was like, good, because everyone else is going to be there. And we realized that the event is happening tomorrow. And we're like, oh... So then uh, we, we say to him, like, yeah, we'll be there, we'll be there. And we try to close, Pete tries to close the door on him, but our, our, our lovely neighbor sticks his foot to block the door from being closed. And all you see is his, uh, his, his famous grin just staring at Peter and then the rest, uh, the two of us in the back, and he says, "He says, good. I would hate to, uh, I would hate to have you missing tomorrow. After all, I was really disappointed when my previous neighbor couldn't make it. After all, he was such a good friend of mine. That house number thirty-three, and he has a little bit of a twinkle in his eye, and he looks like he had forgotten something." Um, but after that, his grin faded away from his face, and he slowly backed away, said uh, farewell to all of us, closed the door, and we walked him, watched him walk back over to his own house. Which is, which is exactly right next door, to the left of us. <laughs> so, 
So the thing was, uh, we we did promise to go, but the problem was uh, this that very same day, which is tomorrow, uh, we had other things planned, and we tried to figure out ways to get around it by saying maybe uh, Anthony could go alone, and Anthony doesn't want to go alone, and then and then uh, they tried to push me to go, and I'm like, I'm not going alone. And so we we tried to devise a way of uh, getting around it. So then uh, we decided to ponder about it after finishing Wings and Beer. But we got uh, a little too much fun with the beer that we all ended up falling asleep. So it is the next day. Uh, Pete's off doing off somewhere else and I'm off uh, working on something in the house and then uh, time goes by and we did not realize that it's almost time for the neighborhood Thanksgiving and I'm in the ha- uh, I'm in my I'm in the room just working on something like drawing something for a project on the on my tablet and i'm starting to hear uh music and everything and it's coming from next door and then i realized that the event is going on and i completely forgot so then i know that anthony is out peter is out and i get a ring at the door so go downstairs and I open it, and it's our uh, friendly neighbor. He uh, says to us, "Howdy, neighbor. Just wants to know on which dish you plan on uh, bringing to the potluck." And so the shine ends up responding like, "Well, you see, I'm going to keep it a little bit of a surprise. Well, let's just say it might be a little cheesy." <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, so then the, the neighbor gets a little bit more specific and with a little bit more menacing of a look in his eye, he leans in at Deshaun and says, No, really. I want to know when you're going to be over. <laughs> Deshaun is really weirded out and he knows he's in the house alone. And that Pete and Aunt are somewhere out going about their business. They had said they wouldn't be back for, for an, at least an, another half hour. So so I say, uh, I'll, I'll be over there in the next 20 minutes. And he's like, okay. And then he goes over to the to the, the his uh, his gathering next door in his house. And I'm freakishly calling them, <laughs> wondering when they're coming home. And then... Uh, Anthony and Pete said that they're on their way and I'm like okay cool so then I decide to, to make something and then in the, in the meantime and then by the time that I had finished making it Anthony and Peter were supposed to arrive back home but they never did so once I had finished by the time that I had finished making the dish uh, I got sleepy and I went and took a nap on the couch so 
come around three o'clock at night, Anthony and Peter arrive home and I wake up and I'm starting to freak out. And then they're wondering like, hey, you okay? Like you called us before and everything, like is everything all right? Well, you seem fine. And I'm, and I'm freaking out because I'm like, we just missed our neighbor's event. What are, like what are we going to say? Like I feel bad that we haven't gone or anything like that. So, so then I'm like, all right, well, don't worry about it. I mean, you said you made a dish, right? We'll just bring it over tomorrow morning and we'll apologize. Uh, where is it? So Deshaun says, oh, well, <laughs> I put it right in the fridge right before I fell asleep. And I didn't even do the dishes yet. See, they're right over there in the sink. So we walk on over to the fridge to check out what Deshaun made. He opened it up, and there was nothing there. The whole fridge was empty. So we're like, Deshaun, I mean, stop playing around. What did you do? I thought you said you spent this whole time making that dish for him. And I'm like, I did. It's supposed to be right here on the counter. And it's and where I'm pointing at, it's gone. And so... And then as soon as... Deshaun says that, we hear a loud thud coming from upstairs. And then Anthony and I both look at Deshaun and ask him, hey, is anyone here with you? And I'm like, no. And then we go to check it out. And... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we go to check it out, and it's in Anthony's room. And no, we see no. and, and, and we see that and we see that everything looks okay. Everything's fine. Only thing is uh his window's cracked open. So no, I like, sleep in here. I ain't sleep in here. No. So so no. An, so Anthony's like, "No, nah, I'm I'm gonna sleep downstairs." And we're just like, "All right." So we just close the door. No, no, no. I'm sleeping in Peter's room. <laughs> All right. I'm setting up a cot on, on the floor. I'm not I'm not sleeping downstairs. I'm not sleeping in my room. Saying Peter's room, and so <laughs> while Anthony gathers his things to sleep in my room, Deshaun uh, goes to close Anthony's window, but then he sees the neighbor's uh, kitchen, and he sees the dish that he used to make his meal, mm-hmm. to make to make his food, to make the dish. Yeah, the dish is in in the in the neighbor's kitchen. So then, the next day comes. Anthony uh, was able to sleep soundly in Pete's room, and we all right. decide to go over to the, our neighbor's house to apologize for not being able to attend as we promised. So once we got to the door... And, uh, and figure out what happened with our dish. Yeah, so we knock on the door, and there's no answer. So then I'm like, okay, uh, let's just try it again. Maybe he's asleep or something. And we're like, he can't be asleep. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So then... We knock again, knock a few more times, and then Pete decides to go peek around the corner at one of the side windows to see if anybody's there. And what he found very oddly was once he had peeked through the window, the entire house is vacant. So he comes back and tells us what he's seen, and we're like, no, wait a minute. That guy, he mentioned that house number 30... Two or thirty-four was vacant, right? You said one of them was vacant, but thirty-five is his house. I'm positive he told us that at the park, and this is exactly where we saw the all that music coming from last night, right, Deshaun? Yeah, uh, it, I I saw it through the window. Everybody was, you know, there except for us. So then we decide to uh, there's there's a. a, a pedestrian walking the street uh down the sidewalk and we call 
the person over, asking them, like, hey, uh, where, wasn't that person at the, the thing yesterday, last night? And um, what was so peculiar was they, they didn't say anything. They just stared at the house and then continued walking like we did not exist. So we are like, wondering what, like, that was weird. And then out of nowhere, when we returned back to our house... And just as we open the door, we hear, hi there, neighbor, and we turn around, and it's him. So at this point, I'm getting a little frustrated, and I'm like, no, no, hold up. <laughs> what game are you playing at, man? You told us you live in House 35. We saw you guys having a party in 35. This morning, we went over there because we missed it, and there isn't anybody in that place. It's vacant. So the neighbor looks puzzled, and he's like, oh, well, I think maybe you guys must have misheard me. I mean, I've always lived in number 34. No one's lived in 35. That's where my old neighbor used to live. So we're looking at each other, and I'm like, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you said 35, but I guess obviously it's vacant. So, sure. I... Yeah, I guess. We, we, we uh, try to apologize that we weren't able to attend yesterday. And then we quickly go into our, uh, our house. And we try to figure out, like, what the hell just happened with him. Because it was, like, mad awkward. And uh, the neighbor just had that same grin the whole time, just staring. And then uh, what we decided to do... Is we decided to go grab a snack from the kitchen just yeah. to like talk it out some more. But on our way there, we see the dish Deshaun had used and saw in the neighbor's kitchen with a note on top of it. Yeah, it's it's the di- uh, it's the container that the uh, that the the dish was in, and it's fully cleaned. Like somebody washed and, it. And on the note it says, "From your favorite neighbor." A little, <laughs> a little weak at the end. <laughs> no, it's a little creepy, creepy grin, smiley face grin so on it. <laughs> at this point, we're all like, this is the last straw. Tonight, we are going to go figure out what's going on. We are going to go over to house 35. We're going to go over to house 34. We're going to see where this man lives. And we're going to figure out how he's getting into our house. <laughs> so we, uh, so we have, a, we hatch a plan and we... Uh, executed by going over to house 34 first right right so we go to 34 and turns out 34 34 is actually filled with people it's uh completely different people people that was not there that we had greeted the first time when we moved in and we were wondering what happened to the other guy uh the the other family and they uh the, the the new family pretty much says that the old family was we're not good neighbors and they were like okay that's vague but whatever let's go over to house 35 now and figure out what's going on with that guy because my main concern is how he is getting into our house and taking and leaving these items and i know it can't be the window on the top floor because there's no ladders no nothing to get up there so how is he getting in and out so just before we head over to house 35 the new family that they 
warn us by saying, remember to be good neighbors. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, we, so, we again, have... we're like, that's vague, but whatever. So we walk <laughs> on over to house 35, and there's no cars outside the house this time, even though we had seen it previously. And the house was completely dark. Except Pete said that you could tell that there was one light around the porch in the back. So he suggests that instead of knocking and giving ourselves away, that we should all go look and peek around the side or the back of the house to see what's going on first. So, so as we start exploring, Anthony finds one of the um, one of the entrances to the garage. I mean, to the basement, the cellar. And he notices that there's a padlock that's been unlocked and thrown to the ground. So he calls us over to go check it out. And then as we go to open it, we hear footsteps coming up from the from the cellar. So we all quickly hide in behind one of the bushes and see the neighbor coming up, coming out. But he's dressed weird. He's in all latex. <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. All right. I got two options for y'all. Either we are A, the fuck out of here, because we are not in some weird horror movie. Or B, we jump this guy right now, and we do not wait to figure out why he is so scary. And we figure that out later after we jumped him. So as soon as Anthony gives that option... So after Anthony's little rant on our two options, uh, That's right, we're dealing by, with by, this right now. <laughs> by that time that we try to figure out something, the we hear the cellar doors close. So then, um, right after that, uh, Pete creeps over towards the little cellar window to peek and see what's inside. As Anthony and I were about to decide to leave, but you know, Pete. Is his own man he makes his own decisions and we have to end up supporting him at the end of it anyway <laughs> so we peek through with him and we see that the neighbors the the original tenants from the uh from next door are all tied up in the basement well obviously we know what's going on but we're wondering like why so we see the neighbor in his little uh latex suit and he just walks over towards them and pretty much he's you know talking all creepily to them with his little grin and he was thanking them for attending the event last night as they were supposed to <laughs> he's thanking them they showed up to the event so these are the people that went so they yeah they did go but they brought the wrong dish that they were supposed to bring right <laughs> It was the wrong flavor. It was the right dish, the wrong flavor. And he was showing them pictures of the cheesy dish that Deshaun made, saying, do you see this? You see this? This is a proper dish. You see this? Once this neighbor has a few manners engrilled in him, he will be the perfect neighbor to replace you. Do you see these dishes he makes? Look at that cheesy dish. Much better than you could have ever made, House 36. So they're trying to apologize and everything, and uh, immediately uh, the the father of the household 
he, he's like begging for their lives. But obviously this neighbor, we're seeing the dark side of him now. Or, well, the more creepily side. side No, he doesn't (laughs) slap him. He backhands him with an axe or a little hatchet. And boom. And boom. The the father of the household is gone. And the kids. Yeah, the dude's dead now. And then the mom and the kids are freaking out, screaming and crying and everything. So as soon as I see that, I I say I would like to retract my second (laughs) option of jumping the guy. And go back to our first option of where we just get out of here. <laughs> and then uh, the the neighbor starts talking to the, the, the mom and the kids. And he he's, he's willing to spare them. But they're going to have to leave the neighborhood. But... Uh, or he gives them the option of... they, Or instead of leaving the neighborhood, that they have to live with him in his house. and so they decide to stay with him and he's like yes that or he'll kill basically yeah pretty much so they decide to stay with him and uh so they decide to stay with him to stay alive and he's like those are good neighbors and then um uh while while he's pretty much like giving them warm welcomes to being in in his household uh, he says well now it's time to greet uh the next door neighbors and signifying that uh he knew that we were watching through that door uh for, through that little peak window as he slowly turns his head with his nice grin with the little hatchet in hand and Word. <laughs> immediately right. anthony right, had already ran off no, 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 boys. This is it. It's too late for a run. We are back to option number two. We are jumping him at the same time. And then me and me and Peter have already ran off. So Pete and Sean run off. And the guy with the hatchet, he's coming outside looking at me. With his, his, with his grin. Uh, his big floodlight like, floods uh, his entire yard with a bright luminescent light. And I'm looking around, and I ain't got a weapon, and he's got a hatchet. So I'm like, this is not going to end well. So what I do is I decide to run back over to our house, number 33, so I can try to find a weapon. So I run over to our house, and the door is locked, so I see him slowly walking over with his hatchet. Now, he's an old man, so he moves a little slower. So I bust in the window and head over to the kitchen where I grab a set of kitchen knives. And then as Anthony is grabbing the kitchen knives, you see that me and Pete are already in the kitchen hiding in the corner. He's freaking out. I was like, why did you lock the door and everything? We was like, we didn't know you were coming back with us. <laughs> you said you were going to fight. <laughs> He's like, well, arm up then. <laughs> so then we try to find uh, anything that we could use to defend ourselves as uh, our neighbor rings the doorbell. So then... Mo- we're like, mo- why would we answer that? <laughs> <laughs> so then... Uh, as we are, as as we're prepared to attack, as we peer, as we glo- go closer to the front door, we see that the back door is unguarded. So, as we're stepping towards the front door, our lovely neighbor had entered 
from the back. He's right behind us, and we didn't know about it. So everything Pete, goes dark. So Pete, ha, who had luckily found a golf club from Deshaun's adventures during his golfing classes, uh, <laughs> picks up. He picks up a club and he takes the first swing at the neighbor and actually manages to knock the neighbor's hatchet out of his hands. So the neighbor at this point is looking at the three of us and he realizes that we had been suspicious of him the whole time. Whereas up until now, basically he had been like a very charming man, right? All his years living in House 35. And that's why he was able to run the neighborhood so well. But as he got older, he became a little bit more decrepit and less charming. And we could see the menace, uh, like meaning behind his grin. So that's why we had always felt a little off about this guy. But historically, he was seen as like the neighborhood kind of sweetheart. Yeah, but it, now it he, was he, it he was his neighborhood. So he now having his axe taken uh, hit out of him and looking at the three of us, he decides that, you know, he's kind of at like a wit's end. So he starts to plead. He's like, wait, wait, don't do anything crazy. I mean, think about it. I've always just had the neighborhood's best interests at heart. Don't you guys care at all about this community like I do? We all just look at each other and we're like, uh... No, we just move here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, who had also gotten a kitchen knife, uh, decides to just hold it between the old man and the rest of us to try to keep him away from us. And he decides to try to talk this guy into a resolution. We, we tell the guy to stay away from the house and then never come back. <laughs> and he's like, that ain't going to work. I live right next door. <laughs> this is my neighborhood. <laughs> and we're like, OK, look, we'll give you an option. You need to leave this neighborhood and never come back. Or we can't let you leave this house. The neighbor turns over to Peter and starts to try to convince him. Please, son, you look like a smart lad, perhaps the smartest of the three. Don't you think that the services I provide to this community are vital? Don't you see what I'm trying to do here? No. So his, <laughs> his words are falling on deaf ears. They don't resonate with any of us. And Peter decides to, just for the, the safety of it, take a swing at the old man's kneecap. And you hear a pop. You hear a pop. And the man goes down. He's like, please. I'm like, why you gotta, please. why are you here? I'm like, Pete, that's like, that's a terrible, that's messed up. You're hitting a defenseless old man. He scared me. <laughs> he scared me. And it's like, oh. I was, and then I'm like, ah. Uh, and then I, I while while, while he's somebody. while he's just there uh while the old, uh the the lovely neighbor is just there in pain like he's not screaming or anything he's just like you know having little low groans so Everybody what i just enjoys it <laughs> so what i do is i just call the paramedics and 911 and we just get him removed from the neighborhood so 911 arrives paramedics get him take him away and then we report uh send a report to the, the cops and uh pretty much uh inform of like what was going on and it turns out that uh yeah he had full control over the neighborhood for years because he is uh yeah i don't know he's a manipulator he, 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 he turns out he 
is actually the town mayor. <laughs> and as soon as he is arrested, he's almost immediately released. And we see him walking back to his house. And it looks like you know, he's walking a little bit more normal now after his kneecap was popped. And we're thinking, okay, maybe this guy learned his lesson. But no. As soon so as we right before he enters his house learn. and we're all watching through the window, he turns slowly, like a 180, and peers directly into the window where we're watching from him and gives us a tiny, slight grin. That, that creepy grin. <laughs> and then he points. He's pointing to our door so he's grinning at us while pointing to our door so we're like okay so we go over to the door and we open it up and we find a letter since we're together we might as well a, say a, that says could you be mine? welcome Won't to the neighborhood my neighbor <laughs> you can now never leave okay uh i guess that works like that <laughs> so we close the door and then that's it that's and the it. story <laughs> to be continued <laughs> i think maybe we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll see i think i think it ended on a, a cliffhanger that's good enough to not do a sequel for yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, good. It, it, it good. <laughs> good. All right, all right. But yeah, that that's it. So that was this month's episode. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. It was not really a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. themed, but who cares, right? Every everybody. Yeah, it's uh, twenty twenty, man. It's twenty twenty. Everything is. Just remember, have your have a turkey sandwich. A, tur- tur- a turkey club <laughs> sandwich from your local <laughs> bodega. Or Wawa. Well, we're not sponsored by Wawa, so we can't say that. But, it could be. Right, uh, um, Mama. I want a Sprite sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the Jagger Fruit Loop. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. But alright. But yeah, yes. that, that was it. So... Um, stay tuned next time, uh, we're on again, and, uh, happy Thanksgiving again.